Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie and today I start a new series and this series is titled Mind Over Matter and uh, I wanted to start this series primarily for the fact that um, there's been a lot of questions about you know mindset and how to get out of certain situations and how important a healthy mind is and I think it ties into other episodes that I've already shot with a couple of people um, but I just wanted to talk to some people about this who have certain uh, level of expertise in this area and today I've got Yug on the show he is uh, so welcome first of all thank you so much <laughs> and um, he's been teaching uh, physics and maths for the last four Four years and he's also a fitness coach and trainer and uh, yeah we're going to talk about the mind today primarily and I'm sure he's got a lot to say so I hope you guys can uh, you know take away some good information after this episode so you welcome to the show again and really excited to be <laughs> yeah it's a pleasure and uh, so I have spoken to a couple of other people about <laughs> fitness and you know the importance of fitness and in terms of motivation space but Primarily in terms of mindset, uh, a lot of the questions I've got in context of the mind is how do you stay in this state of you know optimal health, and how do you how do you have a healthy mindset? What is that, and how can you attain that? I mean, so it's a very good coincidence that we're going to start off discussing the importance of your mind mm. over your body because I used to write a blog which was called Mind Over Muscle, and with the kind of lifestyle that we are living nowadays, with the kind of stress we built upon ourselves, with our careers, with our relationships, just with everything going on, mm. simply going and getting a workout or keeping your body active has just is just not sufficient enough. Okay. And there is a point at which we need to realize that everything stems from having a coherence between your mind, your body and your soul. Mm -hmm. right? There are three different aspects at play here. While everything else is taking a back seat, we are, we, are, we are really advanced in the way we take care of our health and the, with the way we approach nutrition, fitness and all of that. But somewhere the whole mind aspect and how to have a healthy mind has taken a back seat. Mm -hmm. what's, what, what struck me over the past five years is that simply trying to focus on enhancing your body and enhancing your physical capabilities brings you to a point where you just can't get ahead okay you can't move to a point where you have that kind of self inner peace and inner happiness mm -hmm. and the only way we can do that is if we focus on our mental health so when do we decide how do we decide what needs to be done to take care of your mind so that everything else falls in place is the question right yeah. And for that, I think there are a lot of things that we can do. There are self-help books. There are uh, centers where you can take a vacation, think for yourself, try to get into that zone. But nothing works better than analyzing your own self. Mm -hmm. On a daily basis, understanding what is it that you want from life or from even just that particular day. Mm -hmm. And how well can you condition your mind to stay on that goal day after day week after week right month after month right so essentially it's quite um, an individualistic approach you're saying because everyone is obviously very different so it's very dependent on your goals yeah uh, we can have a standard template for it mm -hmm. and there can be certain guidelines mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. as to what needs to be done how do we go about it but in the end self reflection and self analysis is what will most optimally help us to get to that state of mental health that okay. we're talking about here okay okay so and tell us a bit about your fitness journey then how did how did that happen for you and how did you get into you know educating people because i i know physics that you have yeah. taught so it kind of works hand in hand a little bit so how did that happen for you so i was by qualification i'm an engineer okay and the the only reason i got into engineering was because i loved science okay and there was there was no plan of pursuing a job or a being a glorified sales marketing engineer in the future i just wanted to study the the facts and the the everything that science got me and what engineering taught me was how to be a problem solver mm-hmm. all engineers you can be a electronics or mechanical or computer guy but you but at the end of the day we are all problem solvers mm-hmm. every engineer knows how to pick out on problems analyze them and give you a solution beyond that uh, i started working with an ngo called teach for india now this happened without a plan of action without any thought behind it, it was a very impulsive decision mm-hmm. and the whole idea of how education is such an issue in our country or uh, how children of certain sectors of the society the lower financial strata they don't even get a chance to like if i ask you what what do you, as a kid what did you aspire to become what would your answers be So um I mean I I know that I I I knew at a very young age that I wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. So that was like well, that's very ambitious. Yeah, yeah. it was at very a, ambitious. At a, at a very young age yeah. I had the dreams of becoming an astronaut and right somewhere down the line the reason why I took up engineering was because I thought that would help me pursue this dream. Okay. Now there are certain kids so we all have different aspirations we want to become cricketers, doctors, artists, uh lawyers, mm. actors, musicians but there are some of these kids who don't even get the chance to have this sort of a wild dream of course if you ask them what do you aspire to be they don't have an answer to that question and that thing really really stuck on to me and that's what made me get into the field of education mm-hmm. so i worked there for around 4 years uh, started with physics and maths because those were my subjects of choice and teaching for 4 years again equipped me with a certain skill set yeah the skill set required to understand people see what their problems are mm-hmm. being able to lay out content in front of them in a particular way you can have all the knowledge in the world but imparting it in a certain way that becomes easy for the student to understand is a skill set that you have to master with a lot of practice yeah and somewhere there is a little bit of talent that's involved there yeah. you know that you have it in you to break down things mm-hmm. and make it very simple for the person who's trying to understand it so problem solving and then the whole teaching skill set from there besides like on a parallel track i was a sports person i used to play football and very funny i was being bullied by certain seniors in college because we were like younger to them so what ended up happening was my friend took me to the gym once saying that you know what we just going to get all jacked and swole and strong and mm-hmm. then we go to play football and let's see what these seniors are going to do about it seemed fair enough right <laughs> so it started one day at a time and the better i got in the gym i realized that i was getting faster stronger and just more athletic on the field i was, I was my performance as a footballer just kept enhancing mm-hmm. so training fitness became like a really solid part of my regime right right and then there's this very weird switch that happened the more i read about it the better i wanted to get at it i realized that the human body is such a complex labyrinth 
that there is just not enough time you can allot to study everything that goes on in our body. You can be a doctor, you can be a psychologist, you can be a physiotherapist, and you see where I'm getting at, right? Yeah. Like each of these areas tackles only one part of the human body, yeah. but there's still so much to like bring together. Of course. So just the understanding of our body and how it functions on a chemical level, on a physiological level, on a psychological level, all of that sort of sucked me into the whole idea of pursuing this as a career because I was a good teacher, I was a good problem solver mm-hmm. and the most interesting thing after a point for me was understanding the body and I developed a very innate understanding of how the body moves, how the body works, what issues is it facing, why is it facing the issues that it's facing. Yeah, yeah. And then I started my own self-study. Okay. So there was no formal education as such when it comes to fitness. Mm-hmm. It was more of a self-learned process. Yeah. Until I came to a point where I decided now I'm going to take the leap of faith and I'm going to get into this field of training and change the way things are being done. Yeah. Uh, just be true to the cause. Just, just, just be true to why I started with my my fitness journey and spread the word and help people out with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. And so, you know, you, you, you're used to obviously teaching and you've come across very different individuals, all who have different needs. Was there a point in the four years of the journey that you, you came across people who were struggling with mindset or anything like that? Or when you're training specific clients who are on a fitness journey, for example, um, do you feel like a lot of them, not necessarily the complaints, but a lot of their struggles are linked to the to the mindset as opposed to like you know the physical the physical aspect of getting through a workout? So the self realization for this began way prior to me being working as a professional trainer, mm-hmm. and the the whole idea of getting your mind on board and what challenges the mind faces mm. as opposed to what the body faces, I started realizing that with the process of training myself and there are a lot of questions like we have people coming into the gym who want to lose a couple of pounds or you have this skinny guy who wants to aspire to put on some solid pounds of muscle and you have this other lady who's just busy with her job life and she just wants to break a sweat yeah so we all have and what happens is there's so much going on around that the mental side of things or the mental problems don't allow us to progress on the physical front Mm. Just for an example, I was a kid who was aspiring to look a certain way at a point, like to have a great body, yeah. to look, stand out from the crowd, right? No matter what I did, I was not able to get to my goal. And slowly, it wasn't the physical problems that were weighing me down. Mm. It was my mind that was constantly telling me that you're stuck in this body. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, yeah. So there's this negative buildup that's taking place. Yeah cut to the point where I'm training people and I'm working with them on a professional level mm-hmm. it's it's a very very true fact that any issue that they're having with their with their life actually stems with the mind and when you when you first meet a client and you start training them this is what you need to realize that it's not you taking them through a workout that's going to help them mm-hmm. get to where they want to be but you need to understand what problems are they facing what is weighing them down mentally yeah yeah, very true. So suddenly, I mean, we're in this age where, you know, that leads on to the point of the fact that anxiety is on the increase, depression is on the increase. Unfortunately, 
the the very extreme side being you know people committing suicide and and that all step you know this mental health issue and and it's and it's mental uh, health awareness month mm -hmm. i believe this month so it's very apt but you know why do you think is do you think there's a specific reason that this is all on the increase now and is there something that we can do about this all right so why is it on the increase now mm. what kind of times are we living in it's a very fast paced world yeah right? yeah you graduate from college you're hunting jobs yeah the moment you get onto a job there are 100 other people trying to get the same job yeah and this is just one aspect of life i'm talking about this is just the professional aspect of that i'm trying to highlight here yeah it's a race and we're all so tied down in it that we've increased expectations from ourselves the main problem which i sort of understand mm. for the whole mental health aspect mm. is that we have created so much expectation out of ourselves mm. that we don't know how to tackle that anymore now don't get me wrong there's a difference between having ambitious dreams and being really hard working mm. versus setting the bar so high yeah so unrealistically high that your mental state of stress is at a very alarming rate the human body functions in two modes one is called the sympathetic nervous system and the other is called the parasympathetic nervous system so your body is constantly shifting between these two modes now i'll explain mm -hmm. you what these two modes are the sympathetic nervous system as the name suggests is a state where your body is in a flight or fight mode okay right and it's not that the state is not needed it's the kind of state that allows us to push our limits and be on the front mm -hmm. but there needs to be a time where our body shifts back to the parasympathetic mode which is rest relax okay. play down recover yeah right yeah yeah the problem with the whole mental health and why the mental health depression stress why is this at a all time high right mm -hmm. now is because we are failing to switch back to the rest and recover mode yeah now the physiology is now affecting the mental health mm -hmm. both run both uh, it runs two ways yeah. so sometimes it's your mind and your mental health that brings down your your physical health yes. sometimes it's the physical state that brings that, yeah. down yeah you can't put a pin on it and say that this is where it begins yeah so it's a very complex two way street but because of the lifestyle that we are living because of the very fast paced over achieving mm. super high expectations competing with not ourselves but everyone around us yeah and i'm sure all of us can relate to it and yeah. this happens very subconsciously it's not like we decide to social media of course of course running for the same interviews with so many people mm. going for castings and seeing that there are so many people you of know course. trying to do the same thing yeah. me being a trainer i know what i'm trying to offer there's somebody else offering the same thing mm -hmm. but not with the same quality so there is just a hustle every day yeah. and our bodies are just stuck in that flight or fight mode mm. and not getting into the not able to get into the rest no, state yeah, yeah. right so that makes a lot of that sense that makes a lot of sense yeah uh, sleep becomes a problem at night mm -hmm. right yeah these are all physiological aspects that lead to the the degradation of your mental health yeah then comes the the thought process mm -hmm. because of all these things your mind is constantly putting forth your mind is like a, a cinema screen so there's a projector which which constantly plays a movie for you yeah right? yeah 
the mind starts playing these movies in your head constantly that before you even get out of one thought <laughs> which was troubling you there's yeah. another thought already yeah. lined up which is going to trouble you even more True. so now your mental troubles have escalated exponentially it's not even going up linearly anymore mm. it's a parabolic curve which just keeps rising yeah yeah and you come to a point where no matter how strong you are no matter how accomplished you are you break yeah of course and young people committing suicides at an age of what 25 26 average death expect uh, suicide expectancy is around that age between mm. 23 to 29 yeah so what does that tell us it just tells us that we need to probably slow down a bit mm yeah we need to probably get thinking about what are the repercussions of this in the long run yeah everything in life is about longevity yeah Yeah so what I what I've essentially got from this then is that it's important to have a state of balance which I know society talks about but I guess they don't go into such detail about um and and that expectations and comparison will never bring us contentment unfortunately which I speak about a lot so then when you do when a client does come to you and they have very specific goals how important is it because you must have dealt with so many different people but how important is it for them to have a winning mindset you know when they're going on this journey of achieving any goal whatever that is um but i'm sure you've come across people who are very who are less motivated maybe need that extra push but is it necessary you know when you create a goal when you have a goal is it is it you know imperative to have that winning mindset so we spoke about balance yeah right? and the balance as much as i would like to say that it demands us to slow down a bit we cannot compromise on that mm. i of the tiger yeah? yeah yeah that that fire needs to be there yeah of course and it needs to be lit throughout now how do we achieve that if you have a clear sight of what your goal is mm-hmm. and if you have an elaborate plan the word that i'm uh, that that i would like to highlight here is having a plan yeah a step by step layout of what needs to be done mm-hmm. at every point of time okay so if i if my client's goal for the day is i need to finish work i need to make sure that i have the right foods that have been you know uh, suggested to me and at the end of the day even if i'm tired i need to come to the gym yeah now if i tell my client that they need to come to the gym mm-hmm. you know get over your excuses excuses are not going to burn mm-hmm. your problems away you need to show up it's not going to work i need to lay it out for them yeah yeah every hour of the day yeah so what do you do throughout the day spanned at different intervals of time that builds the mindset so that when the client comes to the gym to solve that particular day's problem which was just coming for the workout mm they're absolutely ready for work and that fire the eye of the tiger mm. is still out there yeah so laying out a step by step plan for yeah. that goal yeah my goal could be a monthly goal a yearly goal so are you having a plan for every small interval of time okay. do you know how that journey is going to look like yeah which brings me to the other aspect visualizing your client or anyone for that matter you need to be able to visualize what it's going to look like walking down that path yeah yeah because when there is a blind turn mm. if you visualize the blind turn you know that there's something around the corner which you might not expect but if you're not even visualizing the path and you don't know that the turn is going to be there you're mm. not going to be prepared to take the turn you're going to just slide off the path 
So essentially preparing for obstacles in advance, yeah. I suppose, reduces stress levels also. Yes. Yeah. Way more. Yeah. So I have this daily workboard that I use mm -hmm. and it's charted out into different columns. The first column says my physique daily, the second column says my mind daily, the third mm. says work daily mm. and my fourth column says my weekly research work. Okay. So, what the first column, the physique daily does is it tells me what all things I need to do step by step throughout the day mm -hmm. to take care of my physique, my physical aspects, yeah. my, my body, aesthetically what I'm trying to achieve with it. Mm. So there are different things that I'll look at it. Did I go right about my diet? Was my training good? So I locked down the problems that I faced with training. Uh, were there any aches or pains that I encountered? In fact, one of the points even says uh, potential problem areas, meaning four weeks down the line, I would exactly know which part of my body is going to get injured. Okay. So analyzing that on a daily basis keeps me prepared for that four mm. weeks down the line when the injury is coming and mm. I can deal with it. Mm. I can't run away from it, but I can reduce the repercussions that come due to it. Yeah. The second column is my mind daily. So I'll focus a little more on the mind daily thing because we're talking about mental health. Mm -hmm. It talks about visualizing. Okay. Not just my day, but my week. Yeah. My month. Yeah. My five year down the line plan. Okay. Doing that every day. Uh, it talks about meditation, which I'm a very strong believer in. Okay. You do not need to sit in a yoga asana, folding <laughs> your legs, having some <laughs> chanting music going on. Okay. And all you got to do is pick what you like to do. Yeah. Do that thing for around 15-20 minutes. And yeah. while you're doing that, consciously focus on your breathing. Okay. Breathing is another very lost aspect of our health, mm. which we don't realize. We breathe just to function, but we are not breathing for optimal life. Right. I'll right. get to that a little later. Okay. So just meditating. For me, that looks like sitting on this bed, watching the sunset, maybe with a little bit of music or just with my thoughts. If I'm out at work at this time, it means putting on a certain set of songs that I like and driving. So imagine at that hour, 5.30 in the evening, 6 o'clock in the evening, mm. with all the traffic on the road, mm. I'm still finding my place of meditation. Yeah, so essentially finding that place where you find yeah. peace. And you can find it anywhere. All you need to do is give yourself those 15 minutes. Yeah. Focus on your breathing and do what you love doing. It could yeah. be sitting with a book. It yeah. could be talking to a friend. Yeah. Watching the people walk around you. Yeah. Watching the world just go by while you're sitting back and letting it go by. And not yeah. running about running with it. So yeah. it could be a lot of those lot things. Of those things. So that, yeah, I mean, you've pretty much answered my next question because... What I was going to ask you was, you know, what can we do on a daily basis? So essentially what I'm getting from this is that meditation is a very important yeah. thing to implement on implement. a daily basis. Okay. And music, music plays a very important role because that course. is one form of art which is able to handle so many emotions at a time. Mm. It can get so many emotions out of you at a time. Music can motivate Music can calm, music can soothe, music can make you feel love. Yeah. Music can do a lot. So yeah. find whatever it is that you like listening to yeah. and spend time with it on a yeah. daily basis. Yeah, I think that's good because I think a lot of people say meditation and, and you know, it, a lot of people respond in a way that, yeah, it, it is that. But that you're saying it doesn't have to be that. But what, what would you say to people then who turn around and say, like, you know what, my day is so busy. I just don't know where I'm going to get these 15 minutes from even. What what would you say to people like Go that? Go back to what we discussed earlier. Yeah. We have a plan for the day. Yeah. We don't realize how much time we are wasting throughout the day. Yeah. In so many 
<laughs> small things and True. arguments with people. True. One less argument with someone gives you a good twenty minutes. Yeah. Or yeah. Even if you're having a busy day, I think what we forget to realize with mental health is, hey, look, we're trying to find time for ourselves. Mm. There is nothing out there in the world that can outweigh the need for taking care of yourself. Yeah. Be it physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, you are your your most valuable property. Of course. It's sad that I need to put it in the way in this way that look at yourself as your most prized property, mm. but that's what is going to bring back the importance to taking care of yourself. And I think people forget that. People forget that. And going back to what I said, we're always in that sympathetic nervous system mode, the flight mm. or fight response. Mm. Everything that we spoke about from meditation to music to mm. you know sitting with your thoughts and finding that time to do what you love brings you back to the parasympathetic mode. Yeah. It helps you calm down. So yeah. I have suppose I have an intense training session. After the training session my body is alarming with all kinds of inflammations mm. and with all kinds of flight of uh, fight responses and it's just out there. Yeah. No, that was needed while I was training and probably for a certain time after that. True. But consciously putting it back into the calm down, mm. rest up a bit, slow down a bit more really works well yeah so i think it's definitely a conscious effort then conscious it's something we have to consciously do so when we say mind over matter it's uh, i mean it's a very popular phrase that people use and obviously the focus is on the fact that the mind is the most important thing over everything else over mm-hmm. every other matter so would you agree with that then you know in entirety that essentially if we look after our mind everything else sort of takes care of itself oh most definitely because there might be no science at this point to prove the whole idea of mind over matter. Yeah. The mind believes and then the body achieves. Mm. But hey, science is just something that comes through experimentation. Mm. And probably we haven't experimented as much on this particular topic. And maybe somewhere down the line, science would prove that it's the mind which materializes things that happen in physical life. Yeah. So, I don't know if there's a scientific truth to it mm-hmm. or if it's all psychological, mm. but it does play a major role because mm. s- certain things should just be taken the way they are by pure observation. Yeah. When I didn't have this word with me or when I'm not taking care of my mental health through meditation, through analyzing my responses versus my reactions two different things mm. you take information you you impulsively react yeah you take information you take in the time to process this information logically analyze it and then you give a response so mm. if i if i'm not doing all these things my mental my mental state is a chaos my mind is running so fast mm. that it becomes hard for me to tame it down mm. creating just stress depressed states anger yes and all these things that all of us face we're all i mean these are all things that humans face on a daily basis so taking care of that mental health is surely going to make sure that everything else falls into place and most importantly it will keep you happy and nothing uh, beats the idea of being happy all the time right yeah no absolutely 
Um, wow. Okay. So we've covered we've covered a lot, and I think I've definitely got what I've wanted from this chat. Um, it's been a, a great chat, I think, and I think there's a lot that everyone's going to be able to take away from this. I just want to end this whole session by doing a very fun, quick round with you. Let's go. So just some <laughs> fire questions. So what would your favorite place be? Um, you know, to to just like like you spoke about, you know, just cutting away from everything. If you had to pick one, whether that's your own space in your own home. Or whether it's going somewhere specific, what would that be for you? I love driving. Okay. And I don't care how much traffic there is on the road. Really? If I have my car. <laughs> and if I have You're quite happy. Of, if I have a can of Coke inside and <laughs> okay. some good music, that's my space. That's your space. Okay, that's amazing. Um, and out of all the things that you mentioned, you know, music, meditation, what is the one thing that people can? Other than those things, is there anything else that you think people can implement on a daily basis to improve their mental health? Learn to understand the difference between a reaction versus a response. That's the first place you begin. Okay. Everything that you do should not be an impulsive reaction, as opposed to being a calculated response. Once okay. Once you start doing that, yeah, everything else starts falling in place, everything falls and in your place. mental health gets better. Yeah, and I'm sure you're very disciplined. I'm sure your lifestyle is disciplined. <laughs> I've been following you for a while, so I know it is. But if you were to like indulge and have a cheat meal, what would your favorite one be? Oh, I'm a big foodie, <laughs> so it could be anywhere from biryani to pizza. Okay. To so all kinds of desserts. It could be anything. <laughs> I'm a foodie. I okay. love my food. Okay, and one, what, what would be the one thing that you say to to someone when you're giving advice? One one tip to like change their life completely one thing that you would recommend hakuna matata <laughs> it means no worries yes. for the rest of your days yeah it's true I true line like thing long, yeah. i learned <laughs> that a very long time ago and it's yeah. whenever i need it it always holds back it, okay that's lovely and uh, lastly complete the sentence health is wealth because nothing is more important yeah than yourself yeah yeah Okay, amazing. Right, that, was that was fun. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, I'm really looking forward to putting this out and mm -hmm. letting people hear it. And uh, if you want to get in touch with Yog and answer, you know, get some questions answered, I'll definitely be tagging him. He's on social media. You can always reach out to him directly, and I'm sure he'll be happy to answer those always. questions. Until next time, thanks, guys.